because here's why because i think even the the mercilessness of the me too movement you know that some of this stuff is merciless it's like a person can't win they can't bounce back you know it's like the gone forever and it's like we we have to hold the tension of justice and mercy you know those are the foundations of his throne right it's like we can't have we can't have all mercy no justice we can't have all justice no mercy i mean if if a person so what happens if a person realizes that they're wrong are we just going to be like well you're forever a rapist i'm sorry we don't believe that in christianity we believe that god can redeem anyone and that god can change the nature of how a person is represented before his throne and that's the most important thing is like and well, that's i don't like the movements go ahead kobe did restitution yeah he did he did do you know what i mean yeah so then it's like so how do we say okay first we don't know if he really raped her yeah so but let's say he did for whatever he did rape her but that was 23 years ago he he's done his time so to speak of he paid the money back he's been trying to really do well for society he's been giving back can you ever be forgiven right right yeah i and and i walk this tension because i don't want to like rape is a big thing so like you know like i don't want to be like and so what like it was just a little thing no full stop no it's like it's always a big thing i think the problem for me is is so what now like if if he did commit this heinous act does that mean we can't mourn and does that mean we can't uh have empathy for a situation and one thing that i just profoundly hate <laughs> with a strong te yeah, is strong, yeah <laughs> from the depths <laughs> within me is this christian quote-unquote reaction to people's deaths or to natural events and it's where we it was judgment yeah it's judgment we try to philosophize we try to take the place of god we are no i'm just i'm just speaking god's truth how about if somebody dies in an accident i don't want to hear your thoughts on it period and i want to push back on the need especially men who think that they have been anointed by god to speak after tragic things in general i know we're talking about kobe but like no one asked you (laughs) and person not one per not a single you know that they no one absolutely (laughs) no one it's like christian evangelical pastor well you know what you really need to do Uh. Mm -hmm. it's just it's to me it's like you know we've had episodes before where we've talked about the tension within our faith walk and i think it's really important to say that like if we believe that a person is not the sum of their mistakes that that we're not going to you know say that a person is only their mistakes and that there's no ability for them to have other parts of themselves that are legitimate then we have to carry that across the board yes. and i think you know 
that that to me is where I feel the most frustration even when I think about as we stand for justice and righteousness as as believers in this in this vitriolic political climate because on the one hand we say things like black lives matter but on the other hand that doesn't mean that we let you know other things go and we we walk in tension it's like Kobe Bryant died a tragic death his family is mourning he lived mm-hmm. a life where he was trying to make restitution for those things and so does that mean that the that the woman who who was affected by his poor choices should say well nothing happened to me and that it wasn't hurtful no we don't that's not the point that we're making we're saying that all people are complex and all people are both saints and sinners we have the capability to do all kinds of great things and the capability to do all kinds of wicked things and there's a way in which as believers the way that we represent christ is that we hold those things in tension that we say your wrongdoing there needs to be some something needs to be done about that like your wrongdoing needs to be acknowledged there needs to be restitution and ownership but also you are made in the image of god and because of that you are a lovely person like you know just by by nature of the fact that you've been made in god's image and you exist and so the fact that we have such polarizing conversations on both ends you know you've got you know republicans looking at democrats like well you know we care about life and you have democrats looking at republicans like we all you want guns to do is to shoot up schools and it's like can we can we hold things in tension and have a conversation that's the thing that i think is the most upsetting for me because it's like how can we have such there's no nuance there there's no uh, what i don't know what's the word i'm trying to think of like there's no i don't know i i I think you know when i think even of me too i think yes we need to 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 really start to have conversations about um what's happening in the in the in the scandals and the sexual abuse and all of those things we need to have those Mm -hmm. conversations and they need to be strong conversations and there needs to be consequences but then again on the other hand i'm like can these people ever recover i mean like what is the person like are they just dust yeah i i i think in and to me those things can be in intention there isn't even a but i think the strong conversations have needed to be had yes. um period i mean and right. some people especially men are like um well now i feel afraid to even talk to a woman well sorry Maybe bro you that yeah yeah like sorry bro have you been to, <laughs> have you been to 90s rap video <laughs> like the these conversations have needed to happen and i'm sorry you feel awkward now um mm-hmm. sorry not sorry but when we're thinking about as this relates to kobe because we're talking about his death and, and some of the the thoughts that are arising mm-hmm. i'm really 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 pushing a full stop on people um needing to bring up all of his good works in order for us to feel empathy. I reject I reject that. That's good. And I've been going back to this article I wrote when we first started our our our, yeah. our content library in in the it came out of a where's the lie episode. Yeah. And um and it, worth our tears. Yeah, are these dead bodies worth our tears? And there is this notion especially as it relates thanks um to dead especially dead black men i notice it 
a, a lot more even than black women is okay this person died but look at all the philanthropic work look he's trying to i mean even on this conversation we're talking about yeah, he's making right. restitution can we right. push back on that notion and i feel passionate to say dead black men are worth it period and those black bodies whether they're young boys in the street or they are grown men who are 41 or they're men who are 81 they are worth mourning because they're created in the image of the uncreated god and that it that elicits emotion as we connect with the father of lights and so i really not even like the spin in especially conservative white media like oh look what a good father he 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 is and there's this undertone and i'm thinking what if he wasn't a good father mm-hmm. and i know we would not be mourning publicly well we would behind closed doors black and brown people right but um, but there wouldn't be like this constant like um morning mm-hmm. outside of that and i just sorry i'm hogging this but i just want to no, reject no. that notion that black and brown men are worth it if we surpass a certain number of good works right i think you know where oh, go ahead tomorrow cuz you yeah. cuz we <laughs> well i think where where i was saying <laughs> fine where i was saying that he's making restitution i and, and you were right too fyi Yeah, cuz I was coming from a place of you know, what more can he give? What more can he do yeah. for his crime to be you know, quote unquote forgiven or not that he gets a pass? Cuz again, mm-hmm. we never want to say rape is okay. We never want to say oh, she deserved it or anything like that. That's trash. That's demonic yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Um But what we do want to say is, you know, hey, we're looking at this objectively. I don't have the right answer. You don't have the right answer. Let's just try to discuss it and figure out where we land in on moral ground. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. And say, you know, is restitution a real thing in our society or can someone never be redeemed? Mhm. Mhm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of I think what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm you know in a very long roundabout way because it's like <laughs> as believers this is the confrontational uh nature of mercy okay and 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 this is the opportunity that we have and why I'm so upset with Christians because <laughs> what we're saying is what he has done whether it's good or bad does not make him worthy of love exactly right and that is what we proclaim about the god we serve. Exactly. We say that there is nothing you have done good or bad that makes you worthy of love. And on the back end of that, there is nothing that could ever be done to you that diminishes or affects your worthiness of love. Your worth. Yeah. And that Amen. is the gospel. And exactly. that's what makes it so offensive and confrontational because on the one hand, you know, the gospel says to the me too movement, you know, the person is not the sum of what they have done. Even if they do this thing, they are still worthy of love. Do you see how offensive that is? And on the other hand, 
we're saying to to the other side we're saying that no what has been done to this person they still have dignity and worth no matter what this person has done they still have dignity and worth it's like it's offensive to both think about the two polarized views on an issue and we're saying to both of those people they're still worthy of love and that's what is so confrontational and that is what is so offensive about the mercy of god because on any given day we are either the person who's received the injustice or we are the perpetrator of it and that's what the gospel says to you that you are lovely and wicked (laughs) that you are 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 saint and sinner and though both of those things coexist at all times and guess what neither of those things speak to your worthiness you're worthy because the person who made you said so period yeah, yeah. and i feel like yeah. to me there are there there's it is the gospel and speaking about someone's life and the the good and the bad that they've done and especially as it relates to this um rape charge mm-hmm. that it that is serious right and yes i think two things can be true yes. i i like it's what we're talking about holding things, things into uh, yes. holding things in tension if he did that he was trash for that period yes. that that right. that's 100% true mm-hmm. and the woman that he did that to deserves honor and respect but justice too. Yeah, and justice. I mean, yes. and so two things can be true. Like, um, is he a good father? Yes. Could he have been a trash human being that hurt somebody? Absolutely. Yes. But when we're talking about someone dying, I'm it now I, I realize it is hard to segment off things. Uh but to bring up in the wake of someone's death. Like, so what about, what about all this bad stuff? I, I guess what I am concentrating on is the gospel and what you're saying to me is because someone's life being cut short. Like, it, that's horrible. It's horrible. And, and I think in just the manner in a helicopter, too. And right. all, I mean, just imagining what those last moments of life were. With his daughter. Yes, with your daughter and... I know from losing two boys, life being cut short is tragic, mm-hmm. right? And for me to connect with God and what he feels, that does not have to be divorced with what I feel about this other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, two things can be true. and I, um, But I just really, really want to uplift that idea of this person created an Imago Dei and all of the people connected, their lives were cut short. Who they would become, we have no idea. The pe- you know, right. we, the complexities of who they were, both the sinner and the saint within, you talked about, Tamiz, we, we don't know all of the story now. And that is sad and tragic. And, but I noticed though, even people are like, once they found out, oh, he goes to Catholic Church Mass, and oh, look at this old clip where he talks about God being great. Oh, wow, he was really awesome. And it's almost like we're needing to drum up the awesomeness to drown out the rape charge. And I'm like, we don't need to do any of that. Like, like, <laughs> or we need it to defend him as a Christian. Yeah, and I don't, 
I don't need him to be a Christian for me to mourn. I mean, I just, (laughs) I just reject that whole notion. Like if it was Mm -hmm. a, if he was a Buddhist, well, I guarantee there wouldn't be the same thing people are like but i mean he wasn't christian like we can just accept the worth and dignity of a human which i think is what you're reaching at uh, mm-hmm. to me yes the scandal the scandal of unconditional love is that it mourns the death of a rapist now think about that sentence because you're you're not hiding or you know he's an alleged you know he was an alleged rapist but think about that sentence you know one group would say we, we shouldn't mourn the death of a rapist and another group would say well maybe he's not so much a rapist as somebody who lost sense of what was happening and both of those things are the wrong way to do it unconditional love says that both of those things are true that this life is worth mourning and that wrong is wrong yes yeah and that yeah. is what is so confrontational about the love of god and that is why liberals and republicans or conservatives or whatever you want to call them need to come in contact with the gospel because it offends both people but it saves both people like that's right. what we're arguing that's what we're saying is so that's the power of the gospel you know like that's what we're saying the power is because it, it because it shines light on all of our junk like I just love it and that's why I'm like I know we talked about this a a while ago about how man I'm so saved these days right like I'm so into Jesus and I'm so about Jesus these days because you can't get a grasp on him he slips through your fingers like there's no way for you to you can't you can't manipulate unconditional love because it's not based on anything unconditional love doesn't need a reason it just is yeah you're absolutely right and so now you don't have ownership you can't manipulate it and you better not downgrade it because you know how much it costs exactly right it's just so he's not on your political team he's not political team he's not (laughs) he doesn't take your vote he doesn't it's just it doesn't work that way preach preach that's the beauty of this man like that's the beauty of it that's where everyone i think that's where we can sit at the table mm-hmm. we have to come to the lord's table mm-hmm. and we we'll mm-hmm. come to the lord's table and we see the cross and the unconditional love yes. we're able to actually hold tensions yes. and not hate the other person yes mm. you don't need either you don't need either pole to be correct it doesn't right. matter not being right right yeah it just doesn't matter anymore we're all up in here love for some reason and the reason is not contingent or based on us and the reason we may not never know like but it doesn't matter reasons don't matter anymore and that is so it's just so counterintuitive for our culture for our for the ways that we're wired it's like and that's what makes the gospel so beautiful and so freeing I mean it's just crazy I don't know I'm just I'm all up in the whole world right now I'm, let's let's uh let's do an altar call real quick <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what are y'all i mean i know we'll probably talk a little bit more as we think about election stuff and maybe navigating nuance but i felt like i feel like this was a good conversation to have on the precipice of that yeah. um, because there's going to be so many conversations about all kinds of things but this is a good way to enter into the the 
the waters, the torrential <laughs> waters of, yeah. of election season yeah. and the conversations and the vitriol and the, ugh, it, it gets nasty. But I think as believers, we have got to be armed with the offensive beauty of unconditional love that is expressed in the gospel. That's what I think. Right. Exactly. Right. I, yeah, I agree. And I think as we have um, some different topics over the next months that may challenge um, thinking, yeah. it's, it's not bad. I mean, I, I, the older I get and the more people I meet, there are more nuances than I ever, ever thought. And when you, even when you speak about issues like immigration, or abortion people think oh it's just clear well no it's not there are thousands of nuances and we want to bring up some of those not to tell anyone what to think but it's so we can be at the lord's table as tomorrow was saying and conversing together with jesus so you know you know what's so interesting is as we're talking about this i i remember when i first went to college we had to take a critical thinking class. Father. And it was a requirement. And I was like, this is dumb. Why are we taking a critical thinking class? Don't, don't, people shouldn't know how to think. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I think what we want to also present is us critically thinking out loud, inviting you to critically think with us. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the Lord's table. It's critical thinking at the Lord's table of being able to have the empathy and the critical thinking of all of the nuances that come with immigration mm. that come with abortion that come with all of the the different yeah. subjects that that are going to be brought up during this political season yeah, yeah. and i i love that because i i love that that that's what makes this particular podcast and us three together on this podcast different from the other podcast that we contribute to called the hive because there were yes shameless plug (laughs) subculture presents the hive is what it's called um but as we create content over there it's usually more explicit teachings or fact based um rather than covering all the nuances yeah conversational and over here we're not really seeking to give you a ton of answers and i want to remind everyone of that we're bringing up tensions that hopefully you haven't thought about or given voice to and we hope you come away with more questions absolutely right (laughs) like i hope you listen over here and you'd be like i don't know what i'm thinking let me go over the hive and let them tell me what to think but no i just (laughs) (laughs) over over (laughs) over here we're disassembling hopefully through conversation and critical thinking you know we don't we don't necessarily have it all together have the right answers i mean i don't know how many times we've had conversations and i literally have gone back and cried and been like i don't know what to think anymore i'm tired you know absolutely but it's given me the opportunity to look at other people outside of myself and my sphere yeah and to be able to uh live in uh it's going to be okay if I don't know the correct answer or if I don't have the um, 
I, you know, because I think we're taught in Christianity, um, especially in, in evangelicalism, that we're taught that Christianity is the it mm-hmm. and that Bible is the it. And there's nothing else in the world that you need to know. Mm-hmm. And I, I tread this lightly and say, you know what? It is the it. Like Jesus is, he is the center. Mm-hmm. He's the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we get to think too. 